Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Godfrey's Law Real Business Solutions Podcast. Today I'm very lucky to be joined by David Armstrong, known as Dave. Um, Dave Armstrong um, has been around in uh, banking and finance for a number of years. He originally hails from Scotland. Uh, he came over to the Green Passes of New Zealand to chase his Kiwi lass. And uh, he's been with us uh, for uh, probably, I don't know, about nine odd years uh, now. And originally started out with the Bank of New Zealand, uh, where he was uh, in the business team there. And uh, more recently, he's uh, started his own business known as Newbrook Ventures. And he's in the capital raising game, venture venture capitalism. Uh, so uh, really exciting uh, stuff. And uh, he's helped raise over $50 million in deals for Kiwi companies to date, which is a huge number. So Dave, welcome on board the podcast. Great to have you. Thank you. Yes, so it's uh, 12 years actually I've been in New Zealand. It was 12 years at the start of this month. So yes, met my wife over in Scotland, chased her back. And yeah, three kids and a mortgage later, I'm, I'm definitely in New Zealand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're in for the long haul by the I sound am, of it. I am. No, it's great. It's, it's a great place to live. So I really love it. Yes. And um, before we get into the nitty gritty stuff today, Dave, um, do you see any parallels between New Zealand and Scotland? Yeah, I, I always call New Zealand um, Scotland on steroids. So it's just you know like we have we have you know lochs and we have bends which are you know um, the Monroes and stuff which is your big hills. You guys have just got mountains and great big lakes and stuff. So it's this, it's just Scotland but bigger. You know, right? Scotland on steroids. I like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd probably certainly think that if you're down in Queenstown, people watching. <laughs> it is, it is. But, you know, Scotland, we still have better whiskey than you guys, but, you know, it just takes time. <laughs> you got good wine, you yeah, know. We, yeah, I, I We're not good at growing grapes. <laughs> we might we might pip you in the wine department, which is what, obviously what I'm interested in, but, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you on the whiskey front. <laughs> so, um, look, Dave, um, 2022 obviously been a pretty uh, interesting year for uh, for a lot of businesses, both both locally, nationally, and, of course, internationally. Lots of turbulence and uncertainty, etc. So, what have you seen out there in the space that you're in this year? What's going on? Oh, um, yeah. So, look, it is a funny market. So, I guess I'll, I'll start a little bit about what sort of um, Newbrook does a little bit and the yep. kind of market that we play in because um, we we do dovetail into what that world of venture capital and what that kind of stuff is. But we're a little bit unique. So, yeah, to give you an idea, so you know, we've been doing this. I've been in finance for about ten years. I did about six and a half years um, with one of the major banks. And when I left the bank, there was a big gap in the market that I noticed uh, in the SME economy between sort of businesses of one to 25 million revenue, sort of seeking one to 10 million dollars in funding. So that's the space where we kind of play in. Mm -hmm. And so traditionally, that sector has been sort of looked after mainly by the banks. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about you know what's happening in that into the market. And then from an investment perspective, yeah, you've kind of got your two sides of the market. You've got your early stage um, stuff, which is your venture capital firms, and then you've got your late stage capital, which is sort of under that private equity. But this big gap in the middle, which is for that SME market, is where we kind of play. And, um, you know, a lot of people know that, you know, New Zealand is a nation of small businesses. You know, we yes. see, you know, 97% of all the businesses in this country are SMEs. Um, but what we don't tell a good enough story, though, is that 28% of our GDP is actually generated by those businesses. So, you know, they're mm -hmm. actually nearly a third of our entire economy that we're adding, that they're adding value every single year. And, mm -hmm. like, on a global context as well, is that, you know, I think 95% of all businesses globally are in SME. And then some of the developing nations actually make up towards 40% of GDP. So wow. they're an incredibly important sector. And um, yeah, we're just running off our feet <laughs> because it's, you know, it hasn't really been serviced and looked after and it really needs to be. Okay, right. Okay, so that's obviously part of the reason behind why you've set up Newbrook Ventures. Yep. Yep, okay. 
And so what are you, going back to my opening question, which sort of, um, you know, and thanks for uh, jumping in there and giving a bit of context and backstory um, to what it, what it is you do, or what's going on this year. What so, are you saying? Yeah, so it's tough for businesses to get capital. Yep. So, you know, we've had, you know, you, you, we've had a turbulent few years, as everyone knows, you know, like we've shaken off lockdowns and God knows everything else that's happened, wars and everything else that's happening on a global context, and we're now battling, you know, high inflation and rising interest rates as a result. Mm. And um, you know that that's really felt by the business owner, you know. And there's, you know, we've got they've got their own set of unique challenges um, with trying to find staff and trying to grow and you know everything else. But that access to capital is one of the hardest things for them, you know. And that's really come to fruition in um, 2022. So like. As I said, that middle market that we operate in, which is the SME economy, you know, like traditionally it's been the big four banks that have funded them. Yes. Um, but the reality is, and everyone knows this, and you know, on a podcast, I can't show you my lovely graph, but you know, I'll, I'll send it out, and you can send it. He's holding it up, doing a dance at the moment. I am. I'm doing. I'm pointing to it. So, you know, it's it's certainly dropping. The lending volumes for businesses have actually been dropping since 2012. You know, and it's just during COVID that they kind of fell off a cliff, and they haven't really recovered. Uh -huh. Now, the interesting thing is, is that you know, it's reported in you know the Reserve Bank's data that you know lending volumes are starting. You know have grown year on year. Yes. But when you strip out commercial property and agricultural lending and you just look at the SME economy, it actually has dropped quite significantly. Right. And I'll, I'll put this in a little bit of context of how hard it is getting for those businesses and what that lack of capital looks like. So one of the big major banks, I won't say who, but they've, you know, they're blue. And, um, <laughs> you know, they just announced their last year results and they went from, the residential home loan book went from 5.4 billion to 104 billion. Whoa. In a year. Whoa. You know, and their business book across small business right up to institutional. So the entire business spectrum went up 700 million. Mm -hmm. So that gives you an idea of where the bank's focuses are at the moment. So, you know, they're very much funding a red hot property market. Yes. And there's not enough capital being flowing through into the, it's particularly the SME economy. And a lot of businesses are struggling with that because they're constrained. They can't grow. And then also yeah. when you're in a market where house prices are starting to correct themselves, and equity starts dropping on paper, well, they're the main number one security for the banks for business loans. So all of a sudden, those that could access capital because they had good equity in their houses are all of a sudden shut out again. Yes. So it's it's a really, really challenging market for those guys. Okay. Not impossible. Yeah, right. But, you know, there is still, you know, again, because that's what we do for a living. So, yes. you know, I'm still paying my bills. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> we can still certainly find the money. Yeah. But you've just got to be a lot more strategic and think a lot more about how you're going to do it and why you need that cash and how to structure it. That's mm -hmm. the... That's the biggest thing. But apart yes. from that, outside of the context of capital, a lot of the businesses that I talk about is the number one issue is staff, right. trying yeah. to find them, you know? Yeah. And that's across all industries, yes. from fruit picking right up to software developers. So. Yes, and that's probably not going to change overnight because there are some systemic uh, issues that we're facing there in, in New Zealand in terms of, you know, having been locked down for so long. Yep. Uh, immigration and, and the reboot of that, uh, yep. and obviously you know um, uh, people looking uh, further afield overseas for our OEs in Australia, which is very hot and popular right now. Even I seem to talk to is like, well, you can get this in Australia and so on and so forth, and the weather's better, uh, depending on what sort of weather you like. Um, Dave, of course, likes okay. really, really inclement, wet, cold, freezing. That's right. <laughs> that's why the Scots were the Dunedin, wasn't it? You know? <laughs> exactly. Dunedin and Vercargill. Exactly yeah. right. Toast to home. Um, but that's a cliche, um, obviously. Um, so, you know, there, there, there are a lot of challenges, the staff one aside, but, you know, like that, that as you've 
pointed out in terms of some of your facts and figures there, SMEs drive the New Zealand economy or a large part of it, drive the global economy, I've just learned from you this morning, in a large part. So, you know, when, when those businesses all of a sudden can't get access to capital in a difficult market where, where conditions are tightening as they are, and there are lots of headwinds as we all know, um, you know, what can you do or like how do you approach that if anyone's out there is listening um, to this yeah. podcast and in that scenario, you know, what what is it that you can potentially do for people and how do you go about doing it? Yeah, absolutely. So look, there's, there's different forms of raising capital. You know, you've got debt and equity and you've got hybrid solutions and all this kind of stuff. Yes. And so look, a great, a great example of what we've just done actually as of today, actually. So today is actually our first listed IPO on the Catalyst Market Stock Exchange. Mm-hmm. So for those who haven't seen it, the Catalyst Market is essentially a stock exchange, but for SME-level businesses. So it's a great thing to have here in New Zealand because, you know, to access the NZX markets, mm-hmm. there's a lot of cost and compliance. So, you know, it is technically, you know, going on the block is quite an expensive process in doing so. Right. So it has been used for your larger scale businesses, which is, you know, your Ryman Healthcares and such. Yes. So the, the Catalyst Stock Exchange allows businesses to be able to access a wide pool of retail and wholesale investors, which wasn't open to them before. Uh-huh. And you can do debt and equity solutions on there. So we been working quite heavily with, that, with their team to come up with solutions to help these businesses. So as of today, one of our clients, um, Bolster Trade Finance, which mm. is a trade finance entity. So essentially, they fund the trade cycle for businesses. And, um, you know, for them to grow, they need more capital to lend out to businesses because they're run off their feet. Because as we talked about before, the banks aren't funding. So there's this whole trickle on effect of where you can get the capital from. But mm-hmm. even those people need to raise capital. Mm-hmm. So we've been very much in the scenes. And so, you know, what we've done in that um, particular um, model is that, you know, through our Newbrook Ventures model, we've set up, a, you know, being a lawyer, I love these terms, special purpose vehicles, um, <laughs> as of a vehicle to pull together vast amounts of um, retail-based capital and wholesale-based capital with liquidity trading, and then obviously, you know, managing the risk. And then, you know, there's a lot of legal stuff going on in the background that allows that capital flow through and then, you know, controls in place to do it. So that's yes. one particular conventional outside-of-the-box thinking where it's going, well, if the access to capital markets is harder and it, because it's a bear market, it's tighter, yeah. then you have to cash your net wider and you have to lower that buyer to entry. So you have to go to a wider range of investors mm-hmm. with a lower amount for them to be able to invest. And so that kind of platform allows you to do that, which is really cool. If you're still going through, um, if, if you're looking for more traditional forms of equity from you know firms and stuff, um, one thing that I've been talking to a lot of people around is um, what we call venture debt. So venture debt is a really interesting product been around for 20 odd years or so um, and sort of fairly New Zealand as you know we're always the last people to we're, we're, we're a conundrum New Zealand you know we're great innovators and we come up with great ideas but we don't adopt them very fast and so yes. yeah. might, might have something to do with being at the bottom of the world <laughs> might be yeah and you know venture debt's a really cool product that it allows a firm to deploy debt type facilities behind the banks or in front of the banks um, into existing businesses to grow without having to dilute that equity. So, you know, it allows the business owner to retain it, mm-hmm. but it gives a more structured um, debt profile as opposed to what your traditional bank P&I type payments might look like. So it's good for growing base businesses. Right. And then you've got the equity game, which is yeah, your venture capitalists and your private equity and your high net wealths and your family offices and all those kind of ones. And that money is still very much flushing around. There is a lot of dry powder out there. Right. But there's more due diligence and a lot more yeah. scrutiny on the valuations especially. So, you know, yes. particularly in those technology valuations about, you know, even 12 months ago, they were at the absolute peak. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the, you know, the Dutch, what is it, the Dutch tulips? Uh, I can't remember the, the the old phrase where, you know, the bubble will pop one day. Right, yes, yeah. You know, and we certainly saw that over in the States with the likes of WeWorks and those kind of things where, you know, those um, 
strategies that a lot of the big investment banks used over the last number of years with what I call a pump and dump strategy. And mm -hmm. so they just pump them up with cash to increase the valuation and then dump them on a stock wow. exchange. That's <laughs> starting to stop from happening, which is a good thing. Um, so a lot more scrutiny is going into valuations and you have to get a lot more of your ducks in a row. So if a business is looking at going down the path of venture capital or private mm -hmm. equity, um, it's, it's not going to be as easy as they thought it was because right. yeah, it's very much switched, switched over like the property market yes. into yeah, the people that actually hold the, <laughs> hold the purse strings are asking more questions. Uh, the, uh, I liken that too, and I may be off the mark here, Dave, you'll tell me, um, you know, I, I, I often keep an eye on the um, state of the insurance market because obviously that's one of our biggest costs on an annual basis is professional indemnity insurance, whether, you know, we're in a hardening or softening insurance market. So it sounds like we're in a hardening Capital raising market. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it is going to get, it is hard and it's probably will get harder for the interim, but not impossible. That's right. the one thing. And look, there's mm. opportunity, you know, like, yeah. and that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm forever the optimist, you know, and that's, mm. you know, you kind of have to be when you're in venture capital. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I look at it and I go, you know, yes, we've got rising inflation and yes, we've got rising interest rates and, you know, but on the basis of it is, you know, we've got out of COVID fairly unscathed, yes. uh, apart from, you know, printing lots of money. Printing lots of money, you know, but overall, you know, jet to DUP and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But, you know, there's an opportunity in the fact that, you know, the dollar is actually weak at the moment. And, you know, I go back to that GDP side of things and like 44% of our economy is an export economy. Yes. So, you know, it's actually not a bad thing for an export economy. Okay, yeah, of course. Yep. So, you know, and there's opportunity in that as well. And like we're starting to see those filter through now and that, you know, New Zealand being a nation of these small businesses mm. that on a global scale, it's very hard for them to break into other markets. Yep. But there's opportunities there where you can take fractionalized industries such as agriculture, for example. You know, we're dealing with someone in the aquacultural space that does, you know, um, oysters and mussels and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And it's how do you create a brand around those fractionalized little businesses by bringing them together to create a premium product yes. that you can export? Because the premium product all of a sudden becomes a lot more affordable to the restaurants in New York and Japan and such because the Kiwi dollar is so weak. Yes. And New Zealand's already got that international reputation of clean and green and sustainable. Yes. So, you know, I think we we, we can get really bogged down, particularly watching the media of, oh my God, this is not looking very nice. And, you know, there's a recession coming and the housing market is in yes. the wolf mine, uh, coal mine. But let's look at the other things that are actually playing in our favor here. And that definitely, that export market, I think, is actually a really big opportunity for us. Mm. It's amazing how the fog of sentiment um, clouds people's um, vision or, and, and or judgment, and, and sometimes rightly so, because sometimes the sentiment is well placed. But there, there's a lot of noise out there at the moment, obviously. Oh, yeah, it's always doom and gloom. You know, that's, always, yeah, doom yeah. and gloom. Uh, but what amazes me and is, is that when the sun comes out here in Christchurch, the phone starts ringing off the hook for me. So it's it's, it's really funny that the power of that sentiment uh, and, and certainly business owners and business leaders' minds, which way the wind's blowing almost, yep. as to what sort of decisions they're making. And I think Kiwis are... Fairly resilient people, anyway. You yeah. know, and like we've, you know, in New Zealand, especially in Christchurch, you know, we're always going to say that down here. Mm. You know, because you know, you know, everyone's been battling with stuff for the last year. I mean, we've had, we've had to rebuild an entire city. Yes. You know, so that you know that takes a bit of resilience for the people that have lived through that. And you know, after all these lockdowns and everything that's going on, the ongoing mindset that I find, particularly in our business owners, is that let's just get on with it. You yes. know, there's always going to be doom and gloom. There's always going to be, as a fact of life, markets go up and down. Yeah. You know, that's like, right. Just yeah. get on with it and ride it the best we can. Yes. And hopefully not go broke in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned a word before that I didn't understand, uh, and maybe people listening to this well, but could you just explain for our listeners out there what fractionalised means? Oh, sorry, what I mean fractionalised is that, you know, an industry that's got lots of little individual players and not many big players. So, okay. um, yes. 
So, for example, in your your industry, for example, legal, you yes. know, you've got a couple of the or in accounting, you know, you got a couple of the big firms. Yes, that's right. And then there's lots of little firms. Yeah. So that in itself can play an opportunity in what we call that mergers acquisition space, mm-hmm. because all of a sudden those, those little firms have got some could have some good IP or some you know good premium product that yes. if you were to roll them up and to make them into bigger businesses, all of a sudden they can compete with the bigger markets. So that, okay, yeah. thank you. That yeah, that makes sense. Yep, excellent. Good. Okay, so. Obviously, we're zooming quickly towards the end of the year. We're recording this on the 8th of November 2022, for those of you interested to timestamp things. Um, so, you know, we're, we're uh, Christmas is fast approaching, it's around the corner. Uh, Going to be a new year soon, 2023. So put your uh, your clairvoyant outfit on and dust off your crystal ball. What do you, what do you think next year's going to hold in your space? Oh, look, so if we look at markets, look, I think, if we look at housing market, I think that'll sort of settle itself down a little bit over Christmas, you yes. know, and um, you know that whole you know the December thing. People still buy and sell houses, but generally the the Great New Zealand shutdown, as I call it, happens. <laughs> and look, I think there's a lot of business owners this year that have not had. A, I'm certainly one of them. I've haven't yes. had any time off this year, so I'm sort of just looking forward to resetting and actually enjoying a bit of summer and a bit of time. Yes. So going forward, I think you're, I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. You know, like. Inflation's the biggest concern for the Reserve Bank at the moment, obviously, and that's what they're combating by increasing interest rates. But the big issue with that, obviously, is that we had an out-of-control property market, particularly in the main central cities, where yes. you know people, I hate to think what the size of the average Kiwi mortgage up there is now. It's probably in the 800 to a million space, which... You know, it's frightening. It's frightening, you know, especially when your interest rates are now, you know, doubling what they were a couple of years ago. So, you know, there's going to have to be a little bit of um, non-traditional combating of inflation where you just can't increase interest rates. Otherwise, you're going to create a much, much bigger issue, I think. Yes. So I think that will sort of, you know, but we've still got a lot of good things going on the fact that, you know, we do have low unemployment. So there is productivity going on out there. Yeah. But at the same time, we do just don't need to importing people, especially as we're getting into our seasons for our aquaculture, agriculture, you know, the picking seasons, you know. Harvest. Yeah, harvest season. That's why I'm not a farmer. Uh, (laughs) You know, that's absolutely crucial, I think. So I think next year is not going to be as bad doom and gloom as people think. I think it's just going to be a continuation of what we've seen at the end of this year where it's tightened up. Yes. But again, we adapt and we get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. You roll with the the punches. You roll with the new normal because you have to. Yep. Because the other option is you... You crawl into the fetal position and, and start crying. Exactly. You just got you just got to pick yourself up and get on with it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And so, in terms of next year in your space, um, do you think it's going to be more of the same? What you're seeing now, or do you foresee any shifts? Uh, so, look, I think access to capital is still going to be tricky. Yes. Um, but I think there's going to be more sort of innovative solutions start coming to market. We're starting to see that. Like, uh, you know, if you were looked at the VC market, for example, Blackbird out of Aussie. You know, they've just Sorry, raised. Who was that? Oh, Blackbird. So Blackbird. they're yeah, they're a venture capital firm. They're New- Australia's first venture capital firm to raise a billion dollar round. You wow. know, so that's pretty serious money. Yes. Of which I think they've plugged seventy five million into the New Zealand fund, which is wow. pretty interesting. You know, that's some pretty serious. Big cash. numbers. Yep. So you know, we're these these international investment firms are starting to look at the talent and innovation that we've got over here and go. Actually, these guys are good at what they do, and because it's been hard for us to get access to this type of capital before. Is that number eight wire mentality of, you know, we get $10, we make it into $100 because we have to. Whereas, you know, in some of the other markets, it just burns cash all day long. So the value that they can extract from Kiwi companies based on the amount they need to invest is actually quite high. 
And I think a lot of a lot of firms are starting to realize that mm-hmm. the challenge is, is that, you know, we're a little island at the bottom of the world with a population less than five million mm. heavily reliant on dairy and agriculture. So, you know, you look at it from that context and you go, oh, why would I put my money there? Yes. But the ones that do take the time to look go, actually, we've got a bustling technology scene and we're doing some really good stuff in agri-tech, for example, as well. And, you know, and as I talked about, our, our SME sector, you know, 28% of our GDP, they're pumping out some good stuff. Yes. So for me going forward next year, you know, part of what our strategy is, is that um, trying to bring more of those innovative solutions to the market as the banks tighten up even more. Mm-hmm. And as I said, because there's this gap in the market still between venture capital and private equity. So us personally, so we've been over the last 12 months planning for this and building it up. And so we're launching our own fund. And so it'll be our own investment fund specifically targeted for that SME sector, which we can deploy as debt and equity solutions to help those businesses get to that next stage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's that's kind of my big drive for the next year. Right. Okay. Fantastic. Excellent. So still plenty of opportunity out there, still options available. There's always opportunities. You just yep. got to open your eyes to it, you know, and like I say, yes. you just got to be open to it and you'll always find it, you know. Again, this is not the first bear market. This is not the first potential property correction that we've got going on Mm -hmm. we've you know it's at times like these where you know investors can actually make some good money (laughs) so you know and so you've just got to go into it with that mindset and it's the same with the business owners if you know they go into these type of markets and it's harder but if they can get ahead and make it happen Mm -hmm. potentially they can get a leg up on competition both domestically and internationally yes yes yeah okay all right. Well, look, um, I mean, some some really interesting stuff in there. Like if someone wants to uh, reach out and connect with you, how do they go about finding you? What's oh, you always find me on LinkedIn. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm always on there. Uh, yes. So you go, jump on my LinkedIn, uh, Dave Armstrong NZ, yes. or go to our website, newbrook.co.nz. Yes. And, and, yeah, we've got, some, we've got some free resources there, actually, with data around valuations and stuff that's free to market. So, right. yeah, definitely have a look there. And, yeah, otherwise, just yeah, reach out to me online. I'm, happy, I'm always happy to chat, so... Fantastic. I, I do know that Dave likes uh, likes his coffee. I uh, do. Yeah. Coffee and whiskey. Yeah. Coffee and whiskey. Well, there, there you go. <laughs> Not together. No, no. That doesn't usually work well. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And um, in closing, any any sort of closing thoughts for our listeners out there today? Dave, I'm putting you on the spot. but uh, uh, I think I've, uh, as I keep reiterating it, it's mm. not all doom and gloom. You yeah. know, like just, you know, take things with a pinch of salt and it's just like, you know, if there's always opportunity. Yes. You've just got to open your eyes to it. Yep. Fantastic. Well, look, I think that's a really good sentiment to close on. Um, and I, one I wholeheartedly try to embrace as a business owner um, because you wouldn't be in business if you weren't, uh, you know, alive to opportunity because yep. you, you have to be. And try and take a break this year. You know, that's the other thing, you know. Yes. We, it is frustrating for a lot of business owners and the nation as a whole that the great Kiwi shutdown always happens. But in some ways, it's a good thing because you're forced to actually reflect and take some time off and ultimately do what's important and for me you know I've got three young kids so you know yeah. I've you know I've got a lot of fishing lined up so that's our plan over summer fantastic oh that, well that's great well look uh, two really um, powerful messages there uh, you know because you're uh, you're only as good as your mindset and uh, you know I like to say to people at the end of the day we're not robots um, you know and we've got to rest and recreate so look hey thanks so much for your time today Dave out of your busy schedule really appreciate it that's good thank um, you and um, for those of you listening out there today I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast um, Dave's uh, given a shout out for his details where you can track him down and um, uh, ask him out for a coffee uh, if you want to have a chat uh, to see how he might be able to help your business uh, move forward and take uh, take hold of those opportunities that are still out there So thanks so much, and uh, I hope you have a great uh, end of the year and uh, all the best for the holidays. Now, thank you. Awesome. Excellent. Cheers.